all of my flow is really focused on a week-to-week basis. I'd like to welcome Matt Raglan to the Productivities Podcast. Matt, thanks for joining me today. Mike, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I've been a listener and a fan and a follower for a long time, so it's an honor for me. Well, thanks, man. And I've been a big fan of your 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 work too, and the kind of the evolution of of what you've been doing in the, this space is is a the great thing about the productivity and time management space is that there's there's lots of room in the pool. You know, like everybody's voices, I think. Can, Agreed. Can, you know what I mean? And 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 one of the things that that I've been spending a lot of time with um, is the the idea of apps and for for many years um, when I first started is it was all about the apps mainly because I started right. working for Cult of Mac and things like that so people were like oh Mike's <laughs> sure. the app guy and when you <laughs> when you release the stickers which I'll link to you know they get the get the head out of your apps <laughs> right. um, I'm right. like oh number one brilliant uh, number two speaking my language um so let's talk there first because it'll weed out those that are listening although many people listen to the show know that you know if i end up asking someone so tell me a bit about the apps you use that they know that the interview's gone south pretty quickly um (laughs) (laughs) what 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 led you to that 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 kind of um moment of saying you know what let's get let's get our heads out of our apps sure yeah the thing for me was i just noticed how much more focused and productive I was able to be when planning in a in a notebook in some kind of a journal. So I use the bullet journal uh, pretty my my uh, customization of the bullet journal method to do the majority of my daily planning and logging, weekly planning and reflection. And for me, I have, you know, probably like a lot of people. And I, I would say that for the most part, I don't have anything against apps themselves, but I always found uh that I couldn't quite, for many of them, couldn't quite customize them to my liking. And with a with something that's pen and paper, I can make any changes, I can make any updates, I can make it as little or as much as I need to. And so that was the big thing for me at starting starting it. And the other piece was um, I'm, you know, as much as as much as I talk about like not using like not using apps a ton, part of that is just because of I know my own propensity to be distracted. Mm, yeah. <laughs> not even just not even just by like say the productivity app itself, like I've used a ton over the years, but it's getting distracted on the way to like literally on the way to the app. Right. Right. <laughs> And like not even making it there or being like distracted by a notification or a push or like some other kind of thing or just like a thought of like, you know, even if I'm switching from one app to the other, I may glance at something else and be like, well, you know, yay for me, I might as well check on Instagram right now. And then like 15 minutes later. So I 15 minutes later is probably a good estimation. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just I started to become more aware of my own like. Just in some ways, you know, I think a lot of us in the productivity space going to get like championed as, you know, these lions of focus and attention and willpower. Don't, and don't, a don't, lot of don't don't wreck the myth. Yeah. Man. Don't wreck the myth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, for me, not to wreck it too much, but I like became so aware of like my inability to you know, really uh, withstand the 
like designed pressure of really smart people designing apps that <laughs> to hook me into them. Mm-hmm. As like, you know, when I when I need to plan something out, when I need to think through something, think through a problem, brainstorm a project, anything like that, I do so much better on paper than I do in an app. Well, and that's one of the reasons I was so hesitant to get into Notion. It wasn't because I didn't think right. there was value there. It was there. I already have an app that kind of does that in a blank sheet of paper or a notebook or something right. like that. Like I think right. that there's now, now again, um, you and I both you you just stated I, I'll say the same. Apps are great, you know, but you know if you go into an app with and Notion would be a great example. Evernote would be a predecessor to that. If you just try to put everything in there without a framework, good luck. Like, you know, you mean, and and the thing about an app, again, like Evernote or Notion, if you try to do the wrong things inside of it or what it's not necessarily designed to do well, then that's going to cause friction too. So I'm a bit of a hybrid guy myself. Like I like, I have my stuff in my digital tools, right? But when I'm, when I look at my day, um, the night before, so when I'm doing my evening routine, I will pull stuff out of the digital app and put it on my, you know, in my, my, my daily plan, my weekly plan, those kind of things, right. so that I don't get disrupted or distracted. Because I think there's value, and you, you even indicated that, that. I think getting your head out of your apps means go in, get what you need if you're using an app, but don't don't let it guide you, you know, to the point where it's guiding down the wrong path. Make sure that you've set it up so that when it does have the propensity to pull you in a direction you don't want to go, that you have a quick way to get out of that. So that way you go, no, 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 Asana, no, right. you know, to do is, right. Uh, this is, I set you up this way. I have a, I have a filtration setup that says Tuesday filter. I click on that and that's what I'm supposed to do. And I have some selection inside of there, but by and large, like you, you need to do the, you need to do the, lay the groundwork first, which is what you would need to do in a bullet journal anyway. So there's no, I mean, the, the same principles apply to both. Just one's happened to be digital. One happens to be paper. Yep, absolutely. And I think for for me, one of the other things that because I again, I do the same thing and I I get comments or emails from people all the time or like asking like, well, you know, do you do you still use any digital apps at all? Because like the the name of my YouTube channel is, you know, basically bullet journal guy. And so (laughs) get a lot of pushback sometimes on what kind of digital apps you're still using. Do you use those at all? Or like I did a um, I got um, a couple of them were were funny were funny comments. But you mentioned the get your head out of your app sticker. When I did a YouTube video promoting that, I showed like how I, I set know it I up remember and that designed it. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, <laughs> what do you expect me to do? Like yeah. hand draw it, <laughs> send it through the mail lovingly." I was like, "No, I can you know, have an idea and I can have a sticker within a week, and that is a really cool use of like being able to have an app." Now, I I have something else like I can I can share with the sure. audience as well, but because this is a really a really common question that I get is that I have, um, two, like, so I have like two different kind of like methods or frameworks or whatever you want to call them for like deciding what goes in a analog offline tool, like the bullet journal, and then what goes into digital online tools, like say notion, Asana, Trello, Evernote, anything like that. Let's go down that path for sure. Because I think that that, that a lot of people, they get stuck. They, it's weird. They get stuck within the app. They get stuck Mm -hmm. leading up to the app and then they're like, okay, I want to move to paper. How do I do that? Right. Right. So for me, the acronym for the analog is camp C A M P. And that stands for collect, 
acts, migrate, and plan. So I'll use like whether it's a bullet journal or like a little like field notes pocket, pocket memo book or notebook to really try and collect any ideas or notes that I have throughout the day. And then at the end of the day or the beginning of the next day, I'll go through it and be like, okay, you know, what are, what are the things that I can just take care of? What just needs to be deleted or axed? And then the M, the M part is for migrate. So what needs to be migrated either to the next day, but even migrated over to a digital online tool. And then the P of course stands for plan, which I've already talked about that the majority of my day to day, weekly, monthly planning and brainstorming all happens in an analog tool like the bullet journal. So let's, let's talk a bit about the the idea of the bullet journal because i've had Ryder on the show a couple of times he, we've we've had a chance to chat i've got you know i've as as this episode has aired one of my two weeks notice series on my youtube channel has me bullet journaling and exploring it for 20 hours um you mentioned you modified it you adapted it and i think that that's right. one of the strengths of 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 using paper anyway but when people right. I think one of the things that happens both with apps and with processes in general, getting things done would be a good example, um, is mm -hmm. the, the, the feeling that you need to do it the way it's prescribed. Right. How, how did you get past that? Because I know that you don't <laughs> do it this way. Like, cause it's hard. I mean, it's, I right. mean, it really is. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the thing, the thing is, and what's even, what's even harder sometimes, um, yeah, just just between me and you and all the listeners is that <laughs> it is it's tough to like even recommend modifications to people sometimes. Right. Because even though a like a say very rigid framework can be tough to get past because we're like, oh, you know, there's something about my life that doesn't quite fit this. But at the same time, when like I tell people on YouTube videos or in emails, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, it doesn't mean that your life completely fits the like the say rigid, maybe rigid advice that you feel like I'm giving. You can modify it. And they're like, well, how do I do that? <laughs> yeah. And be, so it's just coming back to the same to the same question. And for me, the biggest so the biggest um, kind of flaw, not not even flaw, if you're listening, writer, not flaw. But the thing that I struggled the most in terms of like the bullet journal method, um, first of all, I'm a terrible index keeper, just just top notch, awful index keeper. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing, probably the most consistent thing that I struggled with was the rapid logging and kind of the lack of even any kind of daily or weekly structure, because I would find that um, even though I don't plan too far in advance for a lot of things, especially on like an agenda perspective, like a week or two at the most, I still like it made it hard for me to like kind of plan out and block time for a week's agenda and items. If it was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep this, I'm just going to keep this Monday rapid log going until it's over. And then I'll like kind of move things over into Tuesday when let's say I already know on Tuesday, I have this meeting, I have this project due. I want to make sure that I have time blocked out to work on that other project. And so what I ended up doing, and I did this, uh, you know, just in whether it's a Leuchtturm and a, the, the Spessa, the, the branded bullet journal, yep. I use Baron fig products Same. a lot is that I will, I'll basically cut, I'll, you know, divide the page into just, just into two halves. And then it'll be like, 
Monday, Monday to so across a, like a two page spread, it would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the next page would be, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, kind of split into the bottom of the weekend there. And that at least gives me because I I've known like I've done this for years now. I know that on most days, a half a page is about all I need. Like right. if I if I'm trying to put too much, I would say more than like three or four, maybe five core tasks into a day, they're just not going to get done anyway. So again, like, like you, when I go into that weekly preview on over, over the weekend or first thing Monday morning, then I'm kind of looking at it and say like, okay, here is the project or objectives that I have for the week. These are like the, just get it, get them done tasks that I have. And I can kind of proactively schedule them and write them into those like weekly have those daily halves that I have set up. Mm -hmm. And then I'm still doing like a rapid log and agenda inside of the, like inside of those like daily sections. But that was, that was the biggest thing that I did is I broke up each week into these daily sections instead of it just being more of a, like more of a flowing, like Monday may only take up five or six lines. Tuesday takes up 10 lines and you just kind of keep going from there. Um, I needed a little bit more structure than that in order to like effectively plan out my week. I also didn't like at all <laughs> intermingling like bullets and events was like way too, way too messy for me and made it hard to see like when, when my like actual meetings mm -hmm. <laughs> and agenda items were. Yeah. And so what I do is like on like each daily section, the top three or four lines are reserved for like, yep. Agenda items, meetings, like things that have to be done at a specific time. And then the rest of that half page is available for tasks, reminders, and like a couple of small notes. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. So Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. 
The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Okay, we're going to take a break from the conversation, but when we come back, Matt's going to talk about his views on New Year's resolutions and annual events. He's also going to talk about how he keeps the flow of his day moving in a paper planner. And we're going to dig into how journaling looks for Matt, because you know how big a deal that is for me. But first, I want to talk about another kind of big deal. When running a business, HR issues can absolutely kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries, they they aren't cheap. They cost an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. Month-to-month, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit with Bambi today. So go to Bambi.com slash timecrafting right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash timecrafting. That's Bambi spelled B-A-M to the B-E-E dot com slash timecrafting. Head to Bambi.com slash timecrafting now to schedule your free HR audit today. I want to talk about a very valuable tool that I use every single day in my business. It's called Text Expander. Now, your time is valuable. Don't spend it typing the same thing over and over. With Text Expander, you can use abbreviations to expand simple things like your phone number or address. I use that all the time. Or more complex things like forms with fill-in fields for email and message replies. Text Expander works on all of your computers, so you can expand snippets when you're in the office or working from home. Text Expander also hosts interesting webinars every month. You can sign up for their free Text Expander beginner, advanced, and Teams webinars to learn more about boosting your productivity. You can find out about all of these webinars at textexpander.com/webinar. Text Expander is available for macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. So pretty much anywhere you need to type something, you can use Text Expander. I've been using Text Expander for years. It has saved me time and attention over and over again, it can do the same for you. So visit textexpander.com slash podcast to get 20% off of your free year. Just go to the drop down and choose that you heard about Text Expander from the Productivities Podcast on that page. That's textexpander.com slash podcast and you'll get 20% off your first year. Believe you me, it's gonna pay for itself in time and energy and attention over and over again. Give Text Expander a try, you won't regret it. I love it. I know you'll love it too. You've probably got a lot going on in your life right now. I know I do, but really the one thing that I strive to do on a consistent basis is to level up, is to take some time to learn something and expand my horizons and my skills in a variety of areas. And you can do that too with the UCI Division of Continuing Education. Now, the UCI Division of Continuing Education They're not new to online education. They've been providing students with quality online courses for years. This is a really great time to 
take advantage of what UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer. Courses and certifications in a wide range of categories, from business and leadership to IT, project management, law, human resources, and over 60 convenient certificates and specialized studies programs that are designed for the working professional. Online courses are taught by expert instructors with industry experience, and they offer flexibility and a real immersive online classroom experience where you can even collaborate with people just like you. Online courses allow busy working adults to take classes at their own time. And that's an amazing, convenient factor. It's that flexibility I was just talking about. Now, continuing education is a great way to stay abreast of developments and best practices in your field. and. When you start to take advantage of what the UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer, you can advance your career in as little as six months. Now, spring quarter is now open, so I want you to enroll today. Visit ce.uci.edu slash productivityist and enter the promo code TIMECRAFTING to get 15% off of one course. That's ce.uci.edu slash productivityist and then enter the promo code TIMECRAFTING to get that 15% discount off of one course. Now, this discount is available for almost all of the certificate programs. There are a few exceptions, such as coding boot camps, international programs, teacher credentialing programs, and test prep courses. Those are the only exceptions. And this offer is only valid until July 31st, 2020 at 11.59 p.m. So take advantage of this offer that the UCI Division of Continuing Education is offering Productivity's podcast listeners today. Visit ce.uci.edu slash productivityist, enter that promo code TIMECRAFTING, get that 15% discount today. And now let's get back to my conversation with Matt Ragland here on the Productivityist podcast. All right, let's dig into the the annual kind of stuff. Like, so we're talking about, like we talk about day-to-day, we talk about like a lot of people by this time, if they made New Year's resolutions, um, if they're still going right now, uh, if they started their year in January, I don't start my year in January, mm-hmm. I start my year in September. But if if you're still going strong at this time when this podcast airs, when you first are, when it first aired, congratulations, you are in a major yeah, shout out to you. Yeah, big, big. <laughs> um, but you and I are in the same uh, vantage point from this too. Uh, resolutions, annual stuff, like what are your thoughts on that in terms of, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm that guy that loves monthly themes. We've you know you and I have talked right. about this before. Um, where do you stand on this this front? I do the same thing, and I have I just call them monthly milestones for alliteration effect. Uh, but I I like to focus more on the like quarterly goals and objectives that I have. Uh, part is part of that is just from the work that I've done like outside of outside of all of this, which is with uh, tech companies. I'm at a company called Podia now, and I was at one called ConvertKit beforehand. And at both companies, we used an idea of like quarterly goals, KPIs, OKRs. And so that kind of got baked into me a little bit. Uh, and what I what I like about this time of year, like you said, if if you're listening and you're still like any and you've you still have any relative consistency to the uh, resolutions and the goals that you set, then shout out to you. That is like you're in the minority and I encourage you to keep going with it. The thing that is nice about hitting this time of year, though, is that now we are like really that first quarter into the year. The first few months are past and it's a really good time to kind of reorient yourself and refocus the goals, the resolutions, the objectives that you might have had for the year 
And something that I recommend doing is just trying to chunk that down into like every three months or into those quarters where every quarter you're kind of looking back and being like, okay, this is what I said was important at the beginning of the quarter. How did I do? What kind of progress have I made? Have uh, things changed in in my life, in my circumstances? And like I experienced this in 2019 myself because at the beginning of the year I was still working at ConvertKit and then in February I made the transition to working at Podia. And so if I had set if I had set a big annual goal for what I was going to do at ConvertKit, then that would have been, <laughs> that would have been shot <laughs> right in, in April. And even, you know, and, uh, you know, we had company goals and everything and, you know, that isn't affected by my leaving, but like in the role that I had at ConvertKit, like I wanted to, one of my, one of my themes and goals for the year, uh, was to like continue to kind of, kind of develop my, analytical, like my data science chops and get better at that. And, you know, if I had been like, well, it's got to be, you know, that or nothing, and I'm going to be disappointed if I don't hit it, then that would have been tough because that wasn't as much of a need for, for the role that I have at Podia. So, uh, looking at things from a quarterly perspective and just giving yourself some time to reflect and refocus going into each new quarter is something that can really help keep you motivated, make sure that you're on the right path and allow you to pivot if it's needed. So what about smaller chunks? Like in terms of daily planning and things like that, do you like, how do you kind of organize your day in a way that promotes flow and keeps friction at bay? I mean, I know the bullet journal has some elements to it, but I mean, Right. One of the things that's great about digital tools to a degree is you can say, okay, I'm going to focus on this type of activity or this type of modality and you can click on it and it isolates it. So the filtration option right. is nice and, and digital. How do you kind of keep flow mm -hmm. moving on, on by working through your day in, in a paper planning sort of way? Right. So I do have sections for in each week and each month where I outline the goals that I have, say the, the milestones that I want to hit each month that is going to like bring me closer to that bigger quarterly goal. And then I just chunk that down even further into each week. I really live, I mean, even though I've talked about quarters a lot and, you know, we've talked about months a little, I really <laughs> kind of like all of, all of my flow is really focused on a week to week basis. And I have a section for each week that says like, okay, what is the objective? What is the project that I need to work on this week that's going to help me hit that monthly milestone? And I just know that if I'm hitting the monthly milestone, then I'm going to be moving closer to the quarterly goal. So I'm not thinking about like, say the month or the quarter as much when I'm in the week to week, because like, again, with that weekly review and preview, I'm kind of taking that, I'm zooming out, taking that big picture view. And then on a weekly and daily basis, I'm going into it and really trying to zoom in on what I need to do on this day and this week to move me closer. Now, from a digital, from a digital perspective, uh, a couple of ways, like you mentioned an environment, like environmental triggers as well is something that, um, I do try and uh, and practice every day is not sleeping with my phone in my room, really not even sleeping with it in the same level of my house. Mm -hmm. I try and charge my phone upstairs and I started putting like my journal and my book and a book for morning reading where I used to keep the phone. Right. And so that way when I have, yeah, when I go down and I have, I make my coffee, then the thing that I have to kind of promote that plug 
promote that flow and get my mind focused on the right things is I'll do just a little bit of journaling or review about what I have going on that day. Then, you know, my family gets up and, uh, that way I'm really hitting that way. I hit the like working time already having spent, spent some focused, given some of my focused attention to the things I have to do that day. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, uh, you know, it's been a few months now, but I now start, I now charge my phone in my office down in the basement. I used to keep it, Mm -hmm. it, I went from charging it uh, in my bedroom overnight and using sleep cycle as my alarm clock to Mm -hmm. moving it to the main charging area in our living room where we've got like one of those, you know, multi-chargers where you can have like four or five devices to now to my office downstairs. So that way, First off, I have an alarm clock that is now one of those ones that has the. It's one of those Philips ones where the sun. Oh, like I do that too. Yep. Yep. Because I'm a heavy sleeper, but I'm a night owl too. So mm-hmm. I need that. That I will wake up to the light of that right. bright, like ten. You know, as opposed to anything else. And I don't really need to track my sleep. We're gonna get into tracking here in a minute because I know you've got some tracking stuff that you take into account. Like the, the you know, you've got. Uh, we'll link to the the um, you know the five day challenge and things like that. But um, but then I I when I kept it in the charging station upstairs, if on a weekend, let's say I'm hanging out with my family, um, I have to go to my office to get my phone. So I'm hanging out with my kids and stuff in the morning. I'm still having my morning coffee and stuff. Whereas today, as we're recording this, yeah, I grabbed my coffee and went downstairs and sat in my office. And it's, it's, I mean, I haven't, I've, I think I've looked at it a couple times, but there's so many, like there's a book on, I have a chair that has a table attached to it. It's like I bought it like an office supply store like a few years mm-hmm. ago. And it's got one of it's it's basically almost like a a waiting room chair with like this this, you know, if you were at a doctor's office and you had to fill out something, it's got like the thing attached to right. it. So I just mm-hmm. leave a book on there or something that I want to do that's very it's not device intensive at all. And and it, the change has been dramatic. And by making the first change was was challenging. And then the second change was almost immediate. Like, I'm like, oh, this is stupid to have this upstairs. Let's bring it downstairs. So, again, like that Mm -hmm. intentional use of space and, you know, making sure that you put these friction points in play to build and develop new habits, I think is really key. And you talked about journaling. And I want to get to that now because journaling is one of those things that I think is hugely beneficial to productivity. I know you believe the same. Um, hell, Ryan Holiday in his latest book, Stillness is the Key, has a chapter called Start Journaling. Um, right. I saw that too. Right. It's and, like, and um, I'm like, yay. <laughs> yeah. Austin Cleon in his last yep. book and Keep Going, he talks about journaling a lot as well. Yep. I'll link to, I'll link to the episode that I had with Austin in the show notes as well. Oh, nice. Because uh, we talked a bit about that and the idea of having portable routines and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you journal? Because I think that, and, and I want to link to your cha- journaling challenge as well, but how do you, how do you, how do you journal? Do you journal just in the morning? Do you journal in the evening? How does that look for you? So I will journal both times, most days. And I think the biggest, the biggest thing for me is that when I go into the morning, usually the morning journal session is very brief. Uh, cause I either, I don't normally have a lot of time in the morning. Uh, now I still get up early, but I'm either like, I either have, I've either gotten up early because I have something very specific that I want to do, uh, like for my side hustle, whether that's writing or like filming, editing a video, or I've gone to exercise. Um, and so I'm not, uh, I'm still getting up relatively early, like comparative to my family, but I still am not like leaving a lot of time for say, like 
for journaling. And so usually all I'm doing for the morning journal is say, uh, getting, getting like literally getting out of my head, kind of like Dumbledore (laughs) in like Harry Potter Mm -hmm. with, uh, I forget what the actual term is. I know someone will listen to it and know, but you know, where he like pulls the thought out of his head. That's literally like what I kind of picture myself doing when I journal. And so I'll just try and get like, if there's something that's stressing me out or if there's something that's on my mind, I'll usually just spend like, i honestly only try and get like two or three sentences in and even just like one line is fine with me. So to me, like, especially in the morning, the one thing that you're either excited about or worried about, that is the first thing that I'm writing down in my journal. And if it goes from there, then like, I'll just go with it. And then in the evening, I'm doing a little bit more like structured, like prompt based journaling. That might be something like, you know, how was, how did the day go? Uh, what were you excited about? What frustrated you? Is there something that you um, expected to be able to do but weren't able to? Um, were there times that you were distracted? Why was that? Um, if you weren't able to do something that you wanted to, was like what was kind of the motivation behind your procrastination? Are you, like, are you afraid <laughs> of something going going poorly or even going well, and how you'll handle that and decisions you might have to make? Um, so it's really like I really treat my journaling as a brain dump. Like it is journaling mm-hmm. is therapy yep. for me, and I'm not trying. I'm really. I'm really not trying to like do anything super specific with it. And I know that might sound again, kind of counterintuitive for people, but when I'm really just trying to use the journaling time to make sense of my day and I'm not trying to say like, okay, I've got a journal. I think what does trip people up a lot is thinking that they have to like answer all these prompt questions or they have to fill up, you know, an entire page. They have to do like any, any one of these, these things they have to check a box when it's like my, my goal. And this has come up like more and more in my life over the past couple of years is that if I see something that matters to me and I know it improves my life, my only goal is really just to be as consistent as I can with it. And I'm not trying to like, I'm really trying not to necessarily like achieve anything with it. I'm just trying to be consistent with it. Like James Clear talks about this a lot with his systems, systems versus goals. Right. And, and, he, and he, he has the journal, yeah. he has the journal with Baron Fig. That's literally like the right. one sentence journal entry, the one line journal. Yeah, exactly. And one thing that, one thing that I heard James talk about a long time ago was that when he first started blogging, his goal, his system was to publish two articles a week, I think on like Tuesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. And the rule was that it didn't matter how long they were and it didn't matter how he felt about them. He just had to hit publish. And so like that, that kind of consistency, whether it is journaling or, you know, writing or exercise or like, you know, filming YouTube videos, whatever it is. I think that consistency of just continuing to do it, um, has a whole lot of benefits that if we can get over the mental crutch of like, what's this like, really like what, what is, what will other people think of this? Yeah, exactly. When they yeah. see it yeah. is, and I actually get that question when it comes to journaling is like, what do you journal? Like, what if someone finds it? Like, how do you write down personal things? So I was like, well, you know, I, well, one, I, to a point, like, I don't really care. And secondly, like, if like, I'm having, you know, question, if I'm having questions or thoughts about like something that like, I really wouldn't <laughs> want people to read, then yeah, maybe I don't write that down. 
Um, well, this is where an app but, can be helpful because I use day yeah, one, and, how, and the only way that yeah. people can get into day one is with the password. Right. Exactly. So that <laughs> that can and that's still really useful. Like Absolutely. if you're if if you have like for anyone for anyone listening, like if you have something that you want to kind of like get out of your head and you like aren't really ready for people to possibly see it, then yeah, use something that's like, this is a perfect example of what to use an app for. Because I think like, just going back to the genesis of this, like journaling is therapy for me. And, and like journaling in the sense that we're talking about, like kind of dear diary, not, not bullet journaling. Right. But that journal keeping is therapy for me. And a lot of times I'll notice that when I just get something out of my head and onto the paper, then like there's a like, you know, a mental weight that's really lifted off me. Well, and and for me, the other thing that that is important, like you mentioned the consistency part. One of the things I'll say to people is like they'll say, I don't have time. What's the point? And I'll say, well, if you're on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that and you spend time there, <laughs> you're journaling for the world. And And yep. frankly, some of the things that you probably put out there would be better served to be in a journal instead because it will, I mean, that way, right. you know, and, and and I see it a lot. Like I see, and, and I'm sure you do too. It's like, oh man, that would have been probably better left unsaid or said in a journal. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, I do yeah. it both ways. I have day one, which is where I keep my daily journal, but I also keep a written journal for like those more profound, like thinking thoughts where I may not say something or reveal something that, if found, people are going to go, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you said that. So uh, that there's right. there's that safeguard there if that's something that mm-hmm. you're like, because, you know, I don't want to I don't want to take people off. I already said to my wife who she's like, you know, w- you know, I go, when you read this journal after I'm gone, like I'm going to be gone. So like it's not right. like I mean, at that point in time, uh, it, it's you know, it's and I mean, when you think about it and I know Ryan wrote about this in his book um, and I'm you know, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it to a degree. But Marcus Aurelius's meditations is not was not a book designed for publication. No, it was. No, journal. it was. It was his daily journal. <laughs> yeah, right. it was. So there's, there's a yeah. real power there. And I think what I love is that when you go to your website, the things that you you. You and I, I think one of the things we're really on on form with, and, and we'll we'll kind of wrap up after this, is that we understand that productivity is a lifestyle, and that you need to start small and see get those wins and see that you you need to be able to kind of remove the fog from it, so that way you know, oh, this is why. Like there there will be some aha moments along the way because it's not a diet, it's not a quick fix. It's a lifestyle, and what you're offering through your work, through your videos, through the the challenges you offer, and through your writing is this clearing of the fog, so to speak. Right. And I appreciate you saying that it is like, I think, you know, just going back to the beginning of this and get your head out of your apps is that for me, the way to clear the fog the fastest is with paper and pen. Mm -hmm. And when I can do that and I can be consistent with it, And like we've talked about, I mean, anytime you're trying to start something new, that small consistent step is the most important one. And that can take, that can take a while and that's okay Mm -hmm. because this is definitely the sort of thing that is worth it. And you mentioned like, you know, if you're on Twitter and you're on Instagram, like I'm on, I'm on those things too. I'm not, um, you know, hating on them to that extent, but I will say that like for anyone who's using an iPhone now that has an even like, and it's that phone's iOS has been updated in the past year. <laughs> you have you have a screen time setting in mm-hmm. your in your iPhone settings now. So you can go in and see how much time you're spending on certain apps or groups of apps. And I would bet that like 
it's probably more than you would think. And I'm not saying I'm not necessarily saying like as a first step, you should limit your screen time, even though I do think that is a good step. But just kind of looking at thing like, oh, wow, you know, I spend 30, 45, 60 minutes a day on social media or just on Instagram or just on Twitter. Um, that is if you say that you don't have time to journal or write these things down, that to me has always been a pretty clear like, OK, well, you know, we could probably redirect some time here by limiting by limiting your screen time and even though that is you can override that <laughs> at any time mm -hmm. in in the iphone like it might pop up and say like hey you've reached your screen time limit you can be like forget you for another 15 minutes or like for the entire day but that to me like does give me a good initial like prompt of like oh my gosh i've already spent 15 30 minutes on social media i need to i need to get a clamp on that for the day and that gives that just helps Ray a lot of what I talk about, too, and what we've been talking about is just like raising an awareness of the time that we have and the things that we do with that time. And so I also have a time tracking challenge for five days. And it may sound like I've talked I've talked to a little a lot of people who say, like, it sounds ridiculous to track your time. But if you t if you say to yourself, like, I don't know if you've ever like hit the end of a day or a week, be like, I don't I don't know where the time goes. I don't know, like, you know what I've been doing for the past couple of days. Like I know, like in broad strokes. But if you have like a block of time that you want to redirect from like being relatively mindless, because if we're like if you if you can't really say, like, this is what I've been doing for the past week in terms of my work and my life, then you to, to an extent, we're a little bit on autopilot. Right. And some of that is some of that is a necessity. But there is another part of that where like, if there is something that you want to do a little bit differently, even in this small step that we've been talking about, with something creative, or like a fitness, a health, a right, like any kind of like additional thing that you want to do. And like I said this time of year is a good is a good time to kind of look back because I'm guessing a lot of people listening probably had like some kind of goal related to those things at the beginning of the year. And so probably what would be helpful is instead of like trying to, like, uh, you know, build up your like build up your willpower muscle more and more, which is probably what you've been trying to do for the past several months or years is instead kind of redirect it and think about like, okay, what is the time if I tracked my time and I saw what I was really spending my time on over this past week, how could I redirect and kind of block out some time that previously I was just kind of coasting through and be really mindful and intentional with it? Matt, this has been a great conversation. One more question. Do you use a paper wall calendar? I do a little bit. Okay. So I have just a little field notes 2020 um, uh, like workstation calendar. But is that it's I didn't really look at the dimensions when I bought it. <laughs> it is <laughs> it is quite small. Yes. Yes, I've seen <laughs> that like, one. It's tiny. Yeah, it's it's five by seven. So I just kind of use it. Like I would like I just write down a birthday birthdays on it and then I use it kind of like the Seinfeld joke oh, joke the, method. The, yep. The uh, don't break I, the chain. Right. So I just like do do my X's on that. But um, no, I haven't I haven't used a wall calendar because like, again, I am using the the bullet journal so much because I will have like I'll have a monthly layout and I'll just like write down big events there. That's what I was going to say is I think the bullet journal covers that for a lot of people, too. Hey, Matt, this has been great. Where can people keep up with your work and, uh, you know, learn more about what you do on an ongoing basis? 
Yeah, of course. So you can go to mattraglin.com. The best place to find consistent content for me is my YouTube channel, though. If you go to YouTube and type in just my name, Matt Ragland, I will be the first one to pop up. And really, I'm the top rated Matt Ragland online. Uh, it's it's <laughs> nice so, to have that, isn't it? Like Mike Vardy, yeah, is, is, it, is. it works out pretty well. Um, and I'll yeah. link, of course, I'll link to that in the show notes as well. So that way you can just touch it and then the searching just goes away. You just go and you see Matt's videos right yep. out of the gate. That's me. Awesome, yeah. Matt. Thanks again for joining me today on the Productivities Podcast. Thanks, Mike. It's a pleasure.